I tend to lean towards things that most people either haven't heard of or just aren't aware of or 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 ignore. And uh, that's and, and it's not to be contrarian. It's more of, oh, this is something that I think is really cool. I want more people to find out about it. everyone to another episode of conversation i'm brandon t mcclure your host through this journey through your podcaster's favorite fandoms sad news today i'm afraid uh this is the penultimate episode so next week will be the final episode of what i'm going to call season one of conversation i'm not going to end conversation i just need a bit of time to start recording new episodes um get things together the thing is you know what? I'll tell you more at the end of the episode. I don't want to take away from Travis Alexander, who is my guest today. I got to sit down with one of the hosts of Kaiju Weekly, Travis Alexander, one of the, uh, I guess, editor-in-chiefs of uh, whatever the person who creates a magazine is, of Kaiju Ramen. Um, he does Henshin Heroes as well, uh, all of which will be linked below. Travis, this is my third collaboration with Travis, I believe. Um, he... He's a really cool guy. He's a really nice guy. And we got to sit down and talk about uh, kaiju fandom and his struggles within the kaiju fandom. Um, how, uh, I guess, the fandom tried to review bomb his podcast, which I didn't even know about. That was before my time. Um, another great episode. Another really respectful episode that I think people are going to really enjoy. Um, yeah, so I think that'll do it. I'll let you know more about my decision to... Uh, make this the the penultimate episode of season one at the end of the episode so stay tuned for that all right that's really all i needed to say up top but i do want to remind you guys hey look this this show's not going away so if you want to be a part of the show fakenerguys at gmail.com if you've got a podcast if you're a youtube content creator of any level i don't care how big you are i just want to talk to you i just want to have you on the show uh i really like talking to people talking to content creators talking to podcasters so please Get in touch with me. Let's make it work. Let's make it happen. Um, other than that, look, everything's plugged below. So we'll see you at the end. Okay, I am here with Travis Alexander from the Kaiju Weekly Podcast. How are you, sir? I'm doing pretty good. How are you doing? I'm doing okay. This is our third collaboration in, in, in this year. Yeah, yeah. It's been, it's been a lot of fun having you on. You were on my podcast i was on the fake nerd podcast and now i'm on here so yeah it's been a lot of fun that means i gotta go to balance it out i gotta go back on to kaiju weekly right yeah yeah or or on my spinoff podcast that i have now hmm you have a spinoff podcast i didn't know this yeah i started a spinoff podcast uh that's uh uh we call it henshin men and okay. it's all about uh the like the transforming Japanese superheroes, like, you know, your Power Rangers, your Kamen Rider, things like that. Sure. Uh, so, yeah, I have a whole podcast about that. We're going through the the original Kamen Rider series episode by episode. And uh, my co-host is a newbie to it. So I'm kind of introducing him to this big new world of Japanese superheroes. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, did you hear about, uh, isn't Hideki Anno doing a... Um... 
a Kamen Rider movie? Uh huh. Yes, he's doing Kamen Rider. He's doing uh, a Shin Kamen Rider, uh, which is he's supposed to be working on after now that his Shin Ultraman movie is done still hasn't come out yet but done so i'm really looking forward to seeing what he does i am still waiting for the announcement that that die is like yeah we got him to do shin gamera shin gamera i know everybody that is what everybody's yelling for it's like shin gamera (laughs) and then eventually he'll do shin evangelion go right back to his roots right yeah yeah i mean that's Um, kind of what the rebuild movies were (laughs) that 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 is true that is true but we're not here to geek out about things we're here to talk about you sir um so why don't you give everyone a bit of a rundown of your of your kaiju weekly podcast okay well kaiju weekly is just me and my co-host michael um we talk about giant monster movies um our tagline is uh we introduce uh the world the wide world of giant monster movies to people of all shapes and sizes whether they are uh fans of the genre new to the genre or anything like that and uh yeah that's basically it so each week we have a new section that we talk about like the news in the world of giant monster movies and then we also and then we get into a, an actual review of a movie uh which we've we do our you know your classics like godzilla gamera king kong but then we also branch out and do some of the weirder ones um we did digby the biggest dog in the world <laughs> <laughs> as an episode so so our uh we the the bottom line of kaiju weekly is we don't like to take ourselves too seriously mm-hmm. uh and it's it's one thing that we've noticed a lot in uh podcasting in general especially when it comes to entertainment like movie reviews and stuff people tend to take themselves and the things that they're doing a little too seriously and so we decided to have a more relaxed kind of just have fun just be two idiots talking about the stuff that we love right that's cool. I, I I was on your like I mentioned up top. I was on your episode. Uh, we talked about Pacific Rim. I had a great mm-hmm. time. I think you guys are a great bunch of uh, bunch of characters. Yeah, yeah, that was a lot of fun having you on. I, I love that we had almost the entire uh, Fake Nerds podcast crew on uh, for one whole month. We just had almost a we had three of the four of you guys. On. I know that was crazy. You just got to get that fourth guy, and then you got the bingo yeah yeah we gotta get him on i got I, i've got his email so i'm fix, i'm gonna email him and try to get him on for something <laughs> nice uh okay well i want to know um i don't know how old you are but but um i think we're roughly around the same age um and you might be a little younger than me but i want to know what you were into what your fandom was like how you felt about fandom prior to you starting your podcast um uh, well I, I grew up in the 90s. Um, I'm a 90s kid. Uh, and so I I liked your typical 90s stuff. You know, you had Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles carried over from the 80s. Uh, I liked your your Transformers, your your Power Rangers, things like that. Um, and, uh, and I liked comic books. And so I was always the geeky kid. You know, mm-hmm. I was the one who liked geeky things. And that tended to make me kind of a loner uh, because not many people where I live 
liked the same things I liked. You know, definitely a lot of people didn't like Power Rangers. Definitely a lot of people didn't like Godzilla and things like that. Uh, so it made me kind of the outcast in a lot of ways. Um, and uh, yeah, so so my experience with fandom and in general has been just kind of me and maybe one other person geeking out about this stuff whenever i would find one other person who liked this stuff but mostly enjoying it by myself right uh so you kind of had uh you kind of searched out people in your area to engage mm, with not really it, it tended to come up just and as uh organically if right. i had a friend that i you know became friends with because of other interests and then it's like oh you like this thing too hey let's geek out about that um i also for you know for the time period that my dad was in my life he liked a lot of the th same things that i did so got to enjoy that with him but no for for the most part uh i didn't really i didn't really seek out people I was mm -hmm. never one of those ones that was like, uh, I don't know, for lack of a better word, closeted geek, where I hid the stuff that I liked. But it was more of like, I just wasn't as open uh, with it, like, because my experience has been most people aren't interested in the same stuff that I'm interested in. So I just never really talked that much about it and about the stuff until I knew for sure that they were interested sure. in it. No, I get that. Uh, were you aware of any greater fandom spaces through like magazines and things like that? Uh, when it came to stuff like comic book fandom, I definitely did because I knew Comic Con was a thing. Right. Uh, Wizard Magazine, of course. I, I had Wizard Magazine as a kid. So uh, I was aware of the greater uh, comic book fandom. But when it came to giant monster stuff, which is, you know, what, what I've built my podcast around now uh i didn't really know i mean i i knew that there were people out there who liked this because i mean they're they're making toys and selling toys so they have yeah. to have other people besides me but i just never really uh connected with any other people who liked giant monster stuff um for really up until i was a teenager late teen okay um so then what led you to start your podcast um, well, I've, I'm a fan of a lot of podcasts. Uh, I think me and you both uh, are fans of the Weekly Planet. Mm -hmm. uh, and I, a lot of the ones that kind of come from that, like they're in the same network with them and other podcasts. So I was a big podcast listener and I'm a creative person and I have to have a creative outlet because if I don't, I will go crazy. I have to right. be doing something creative. And so back in 2017, I was like, hey, why don't I do my own podcast? And I had a friend uh, named Jake, and he had no idea about giant monsters. He, he had never watched any giant monster movie. He had never had any kind of experience with that stuff. And I said, it wouldn't it be fun if I come in with this extreme enthusiasm for this stuff and you're the complete newbie and we have this both, you know, both perspectives uh, and we can kind of come at it with both those perspectives. And uh, he liked the idea. And so we started the podcast. We weren't super regular. We kind of put out one every couple of weeks, just whenever we felt like uh, mm -hmm. recording an episode. 
And uh, but we ended up doing about seven episodes, I think, total of that. And then uh, things fell through. Life got in the way. We kind of you know, couldn't continue on. And uh, but I but I always I enjoyed doing it. It was like I said, it was a creative outlet. And so after about a year and a half, I decided I was like, you know what? I want to restart the podcast, but I need a co-host because mm -hmm. I'm not good on my own. I need I need to have someone uh, there. I have more power to the people who can podcast on their own because I, I don't know how they do it. I have no <laughs> idea. I just interviewed someone uh, the other day, which would which is an episode that is out by the time this episode is out. Um, but I, he does the podcast alone and I'm like, I don't even have the motivation to keep going with a four person podcast most of the time, let alone right. if it was just me. Yeah. Yeah. I just, I, there's no way I could do that. So um, I reached out uh, to some groups that, you know, I was a part of and ended up meeting um, a, a guy that, that I didn't know at the time at all, uh, got to know him with working with him on the podcast, which was Steven. And Steven was on for a good while. He helped me restart Kaiju Weekly, get it up and running. He was a big help in getting it going. And then he had to step away because of life and things. Mm -hmm. And so that's when Michael stepped in. And Michael had already been a guest on the podcast a couple of times. And so we, you know, we, me and him knew we worked together really well. We had already started kind of getting this kinship and stuff because we had similar interests and similar ways of thinking of things and so i said hey michael would you like to be my regular co-host and he's been on for over a year now as my regular co-host and so yeah so that's that's kind of where it started it started it's evolved over time because it's now with me and michael we're both coming into it with the with the uh this this uh, already established love of the genre yeah. whereas originally the idea was me and a newbie but you know things change it's evolved and uh yeah it's been a lot of fun i remember when you launched your podcast initially um mm -hmm. i'm glad you told that story because when we had you on in the fake podcast talking about your new magazine i i was looking at michael i was like i don't think you were there in the beginning <laughs> <laughs> nope because <laughs> like i remember when because we're part of the same group and you said i'm launching this podcast it's kaiju weekly i remember mm -hmm. your old logo um so vividly and i was like i don't remember i thought it was two black haired guys on that on that picture uh-huh yep yep yeah uh that uh, that was actually when when me and steven uh were yeah. starting it that was even that was after i'd even started it with jake because i uh with Jake, I didn't really do a lot of promoting. It was, you know, of the podcast. It was more of just, hey, this is just something fun for us to do. And if people listen, whatever, it's just something fun to do. Right. But uh, but then, yeah, we we're part of the same uh, Facebook groups. And so when I was like, yeah, I really want to restart this. So I reached out onto the groups and that's where, where I met Steven. And uh, yeah, yeah, it's, it's funny that I never expected to have multiple co-hosts and, you know, be have this like different eras of kaiju weekly so right. soon into the podcast history of like oh yeah the the pre-michael era and the pre-steven era things but uh but no it, it's just i and i don't regret having any of those co-hosts on they mm -hmm. they've all contributed to the podcast in a very big way and so i'm really appreciative of of jake and steven for being a part of it 
uh, you know, you absolutely have to be because like, I'm so glad that you kept going with the podcast. I'm glad that you're still here doing it. Um, you just were so persistent that you're like, I'm, I'm not going to stop it. I'm going to get, um, you know, I'm going to hopefully mm-hmm. find someone new and keep it going. And I, I think that's really cool. Yeah. And a big part of that is Michael, because when Steven said he couldn't do it, I was, I was kind of like, just everything got turned upside down. I was like, I don't know what I'm going to do. And I had talked to Michael and I was like, I don't know what I'm going to do. I think I might have to uh, stop the podcast because if Steven is dropping out, I don't know what I'm going to do. And, and uh, Michael was like, no, you know, he's like, I'll step in. I'll, I'll fill in for you as much as possible. And then that it started out as just filling in and then eventually became, Oh, he's my regular co-host. <laughs> which you know and it's and it's it's different for us because a lot of giant monster podcasts that that we know and we're friends with uh they do their podcast in bulk and so they can record you know like five or six episodes in one sitting right. we don't do that and a lot of times they are uh bi bi-weekly or bi-monthly however you want to put it um or sometimes they only come out once a month Whereas we are every single week putting out an episode and mm-hmm. we cover news, which means we have to record basically the week that we're going to put it out or else the news is going to be outdated by the time we put the episode out. Right. <laughs> so, so we're, we have this kind of tight recording schedule and to have uh, Michael step in and say, Hey, I'm willing to be a part of that is really what kept it going. Cause if it, if it wasn't for him, I, I probably would have, ended it when steven stepped away yeah that's really cool i'm glad you did um all right so now you started your podcast you're you've you've had you've had dealings i would say you had ancillary dealings with fandom prior to your podcast but now you start your podcast and you're you're in the Mm -hmm. kaiju fandom you're you're like dead center in it uh how did that change your perception of fandom oh it it changed it dramatically because now i once i started the podcast and i started getting around uh and getting interacting with other people who had giant monster podcasts or were giant monster fans i realized oh wow there is a huge huge following of you know giant monster fans and i didn't realize and the funniest thing was because i was so isolated for so long i thought that you know my opinions on some of these movies were kind of just the default opinion right and then now i'm getting around people who are like no i don't feel the same way about that movie one example is um godzilla final wars which was in 2004 uh, Mm -hmm. when it came out i loved it Uh, i saw it when it was and when it came out when i i finally got a copy on dvd it was in like 2005 2006 when it when i finally got a copy of it and uh and i loved it but then i get into the fandom and i realize oh a lot of people don't like this movie and a lot of people have problems with it and i just assumed everybody loved this movie because why wouldn't you you know but it's that's the experience i've had coming into it being so isolated is like oh you know the the things I automatically took as the default is not the default. There's mm-hmm. a lot of different viewpoints on, on these movies, on these characters, on all of this stuff. Yeah. I don't get the hate for final wars myself. I really like that movie. <laughs> I, I get it 
from a from like a person who is if you if you wanted to take it from a movie critic point of view of someone who takes it takes your movie viewing experience very seriously i totally get it because it is just silly it's mm-hmm. just a silly movie but i'm the type of person that i by i've said it a few times on the podcast yes movies can have artistic value and they can definitely express deeper themes and meanings and stuff and tell and give us uh, important messages but the bottom line is movies are an entertainment medium and if they're not entertaining me then they're a bad movie and if they are entertaining me then they're at least doing something right so even if a movie's entertaining (laughs) sorry go ahead no, no, I was just going to say, yeah, so if a movie's entertaining, I, I can't really fault it, because it's like, that's what it's there to do. Right. I just feel like with Godzilla, it's such an elastic franchise. I mean, it, it has, mm-hmm. Godzilla has the room to have a Shin Godzilla, or a 1954, or a GMK, but also have a Son of Godzilla, or mm-hmm. Godzilla vs. Space Godzilla, or Godzilla Final Wars. Like, it, it, it I get that if that maybe one part of Godzilla isn't your cup of tea, but like, I I, I also don't get it because like, we all grew up with the silly ones, and then as we get older, we appreciate the more the deeper ones, mm-hmm. and the, without the silly ones, we don't appreciate the deeper ones. Like they complement each other. I don't know. I'm spinning yeah, the wheels. Yeah, but... well, I mean that's that's one of the great things about big franchises or or things or even like the marvel you know in comic books marvel universes yeah you can you can have so many different types of stories told you know you can have a serious gritty very you know dark punisher you know kind of war story but also have squirrel girl (laughs) right and and have something silly and 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 i like when a franchise is like that i like the dichotomy of that and i can i like that i can enjoy both i i'm the type of person who can enjoy both but i have found out and learned as i've you know gotten deeper into the kaiju community is that there are people who only enjoy one side of that and only enjoy you know the other side of that Mm -hmm. and and there's nothing wrong with that but i just i think it is it, the problem comes when you say, well, Godzilla movies can only be this way or they can only be this this other way. And it's like, no, Godzilla can be pretty much anything you want. <laughs> anything the right. creators want, Godzilla can be. And it's just, it, it may not appeal to you, but it'll appeal to somebody. I mean, Godzilla was in the Marvel Universe for a spell. He was. He was. Shield. Shield was uh, had an anti Godzilla whole team <laughs> set up. Yeah, I have. I have that whole run. I found the essential Godzilla Marvel comics thing that they put out before they lost the license. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, it's in black and white. It's not in color, but it's whatever. Yeah, I have a few of the issues. I know. A, I know a bunch of people who have collected all of them. I only have a couple of them because I I've gotten out of collecting. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's one thing that the separates me from a big chunk of the giant monster fandom which it's not just giant monster fandom but but uh is the collecting side of things you know there's there's the the figures the the statues the all the comic books the all the kind of stuff that i just don't have a huge desire to be a part of i used to collect things when i was younger and then I found out really quickly that a 
money is an infinite <laughs> and uh and space is an infinite <laughs> because... just get a bigger room yeah yeah well uh you know as i've moved from place to place i have found that like yeah my space is very limited and so i can only fit so much in it so i have a few collectibles that i keep around or a few things i've picked up but for the most part i just don't have that that bug that uh that a lot of other people have to collect things not like my co-host michael who is a big collector and is into the in that whole side of the community yeah that's true. I, I, I mean, I, I, when they released the Godzilla, you can't see it from this perspective. Um, but I have a, I have a, I have three of the Godzilla versus Kong pops because I was just like, uh, I need oh, those. Awesome. I need those. <laughs> um, did you get the, uh, did you get the City Lights ones, the like, uh, neon colored ones? No, I, I don't like, I don't like jumbo pops. I think they're too uh, big. Okay. So I, I went for the the four inch, the four inch normal ones. Uh -huh. the, yeah. So I got Godzilla. I got the regular Godzilla. I got him with his, they call it heat breath, which bugs me to no end. <laughs> um, and I have Kong with it, with the axe. Oh, nice. Nice. Yeah. yeah I, uh, I'm not, I, I've never been interested in Funko pops. And, uh, and so, but then when I saw the neon lights ones, I was like, Oh, those look really cool. I need to get those. I just, I, I want those. And so I ordered the, the Kong one first. Cause the Godzilla one eluded me for a long time. Mm -hmm. I like, I knew the standard size for pops and I had read that this was bigger than your standard pop. I didn't realize how big until it got yeah. onto my doorstep. And I was like, Oh, this thing is huge. <laughs> yeah, they're they're massive. My friend, my friend has a has I think has the neon lights ones too. But I, I they're just so big. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like the fun thing about pop figures for me is that they're compact. They they don't take mm -hmm. up a lot of space. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It makes sense. And yeah, it's just these are big. They're sitting on my shelf right now, and I'm like, I keep looking at them. I'm like. I'm going to have to do something with these things eventually. Cause I can't just sit there like that. Cause they're just not in a good place, <laughs> but I'll I don't know where to put them. <laughs> I'll tell you what you do with them. You put them on top of a bookshelf and then you stack smaller pops on top of them. <laughs> that's, that's pretty much what I've got right now. Uh, I have, I've decided that I, cause I'm a huge fan of common writer too. Like that's, that's my other thing I've really, I'm really passionate about. And so I've decided that each time I finish one of the common writer series uh because it's one of those ones like power rangers that's just been around forever and they mm -hmm. have just multiple series so each time i finish one whole series i'll buy a, a cheap figure representing that series so eventually i'll have just like a whole line of just different common rider figures and so right now those are stacked on top of my <laughs> my jumbo pops because i don't know where else to put them <laughs> you know what's happening to you you're becoming a collector again oh uh, you're uh, reverting back to your collectorness yeah uh i used to i used to collect because i used to collect comics that was my mm -hmm. my big thing when i was uh when i was a teenager uh into my early 20s and i was big on spider-man i loved spider-man spider-man is still one of my favorite characters and so i had a huge collection of spider-man comics and then i was just like i don't have space for this anymore and i'm kind of getting out of the that whole collector Thing. so i ended up just packing them up taking them to my local comic shop and i said here's my entire collection 
uh, you can have it just give me a, a price for the whole thing. And they did. And uh, gave me half in cash and half in store credit. So I was like, yeah, you you know, you know how to work the system. You're going to feed my addiction more. <laughs> did you ever go back and use that store credit? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I did. But I, I started I started picking up um, trades instead of individual floppies. Sure. Uh, so now I've got a book, which which I like the trades because they can fit on my bookshelf with my regular books. So it's like, yeah, I can have my, you know, uh, my uh, Douglas Adams, you know, uh, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy sitting next to my Legion of Superheroes. Uh. <laughs> right. Um, you mentioned came you mentioned uh, sorry, Common Rider. I keep saying Kamen yes. Rider. Um, he, he keep mentioning that one. Now I only know Common Rider through the news that released a couple of weeks ago uh, mm -hmm. for Hideki Anno. Um, can you give me a rundown of what Common Rider is? Common Rider is essentially Japan's Spider-Man, but not really because there is a Japanese Spider-Man. <laughs> uh, I don't know if you've seen the Japanese Spider-Man. Oh yeah, that's that's a whole thing in itself. I love that. Um, but uh, yeah, so so with the success of of Ultraman, which was kind of like Japan's version of Superman, sort of. He he was a he's a a, a guy who can transform into a giant uh, silver guy who can shoot laser beams and fight giant monsters, just like Superman. Uh, yeah exactly <laughs> that's exactly what superman does um but yeah he uh ultraman was kind of like the way i and I, I compare him to superman because he is that ubiquitous kind of the way that superman is in the united states that's how ultraman is in japan like mm -hmm. everyone knows who superman is everyone can name clark kent even if you don't watch the shows or read the comics you know who superman is and that's how ultraman was in japan and so then a another company just like you know you have with comic books and other things you have competition that starts you know right. coming up and so common writer was the competition it started in the 1970s and he is a he's a, a kid a well not a kid but a, a college student who gets kidnapped by an evil organization and is transformed into a cyborg to do their bidding. But before they can brainwash him, he escapes. And so he decides to use his powers to stop this evil organization as a grasshopper themed superhero called common rider who rides on a motorcycle and does giant flips and kicks and stuff like that. Why a grasshopper? um that i do not know <laughs> it's a weird decision to be like i'm gonna become a grasshopper yeah i i don't i mean they don't outright say in the show that he's grasshopper themed it's just you can tell by looking at the costume that he is oh, sure. grasshopper themed um my introduction to common rider was through um so power rangers became very popular in the 90s and saban who had power rangers decided they wanted to bring common rider over to the u.s the way they did uh super sentai that became power rangers right and so they created a show called masked rider and i 
was so as a kid was so excited to see this superhero with this weird bug helmet and he rode on motorcycles and everything and and i i remember toys being sold at kfc for this show and and it crossed over with uh there was a backdoor pilot in season three of power rangers i think oh my god (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> i've seen this show yeah it's it's one of those weird thing, 90s things that is locked away somewhere in the back of a lot of people's heads and they don't remember it until they until someone like me reminds them <laughs> right oh my god i i yeah yeah that's so that's crazy so that is uh based on one of the common rider series called common rider black rx and as a teen uh and then you know years after that show had come and gone uh, as a teen i started exploring and kind of looking into oh what was the show that that was that 90s weird goofy thing was based on right and found out about common rider and so i started watching some common rider and just became a huge fan of it because of how unique and different it is like if you're a fan of superheroes there's something about the way that japanese uh people you know like creators will approach a superhero that's completely different than what we get in in the u.s right yeah that we're gonna see that in uh, dragon ball super the next movie is called superhero which is said to be uh, Mm -hmm. toriyama's take on uh, the superhero genre yeah yeah and and if you are uh if anybody uh who might listen to this is a fan of dragon ball and dragon ball z uh there were some nods to common rider and super sentai and some you know some of those ones that are the superheroes um like uh super saiyan man oh uh, yeah I, Gohan, I see it yeah i see it. yeah so that that's kind of that's where that inspiration came from for that character and uh yeah and so i've just been the thing about common writer is uh especially in the early seasons and and in like the 2000s revival they uh they like to play with horror they like to kind of mix in even though it's family friendly it's still kind of like plays around with kind of this horror theme so the monsters look very grotesque and and it's kind of scary and dark and and moody and i just i really like that because it's not something you get in other shows for that are geared towards kids even even japanese shows like your power rangers super sentai stuff is not to that level of just horror uh and so that's why i like common rider it's just unique right what you've done is you found a niche within a niche so you went yes. from you went from kaiju to uh to like super sentai to common rider and you kept kind of like refining your niche fandom yeah and that that's what I, I i've talked to michael about this that uh my thing i i'm no one has ever accused me of not being enthusiastic <laughs> because <laughs> i am an enthusiastic person and when i Uh, find something that i enjoy i am super enthusiastic about it uh and and i tend to lean towards things that most people either haven't heard of or just aren't aware of or 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 ignore and uh that's and and it's not to be contrarian it's more of oh this is something that i think is really cool 
I want more people to find out about it. You know, it's like I, I don't talk that much nowadays about uh, Marvel heroes because everyone knows about Marvel and everyone has their own opinions about the Marvel superheroes because of their their mainstream at this point mm -hmm. now. But when it comes to comic books, I'm like, oh yeah, I'll talk to you for hours about Legion of Superheroes or Streaky the Supercat or something <laughs> weird and obscure like that because no one's ever heard of that. And I get enthusiastic about it because I'm like, no, you should. Everyone should know who Streaky the Supercat is. Right. And uh, and I kind of get that. I, I got that with the Kaiju uh, fandom too. You know, everyone knows who Gamera, Godzilla, all those are. But then you start getting down into the the little pockets where, oh, this is a really cool thing, but no one's ever heard of it. I have to tell people about this. <laughs> sure. It reminds me of a little bit uh, in my experience of Gorgo. I don't mm -hmm. know. If, I'm sure you know who Gorgo is. Oh, yeah. Selfishly, have you guys done an episode on Gorgo yet? Yes, that was actually one of the early um, episodes that me and Steven did. Sounds like you're due for a revisit. Yeah, uh, Michael keeps telling me we need to revisit it because he wasn't part of that at, at the podcast at the time. So he uh, he wants me to revisit it. <laughs> I've wanted to revisit that movie for a while. Hey, you know what? If you need another guy, let me know. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> um, I remember so vividly watching that movie, but it's something that the larger kaiju fandom have forgotten. It's not a, mm -hmm. it's not as popular as but it had like three sequels, didn't it? uh gorgo didn't have any sequels but it did have a comic book series that continued that's what i'm thinking of i'm thinking about the yeah. comic book series right yeah. yeah i i i was uh you know, so you kind of you're kind of looking for the the, the niche within the niche and finding mm -hmm. things that people might not have heard of but you're so excited about them you don't want people to you're, you're doing it because you don't want people to miss them right yeah yeah that's that's really what it is it's like yeah i don't want you to miss out on this thing that's really cool that i think you would enjoy if you just gave it a chance yeah uh, and i think that that pretty much sums up a lot of why uh fans are enthusiastic enthusiastic about anything you know whether you're a fan of of superheroes whether you're a fan of football whether you're a fan of anything i think it's it is this kind of like the reason why you share it with other people is because you want them to enjoy it the way you enjoy it. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, you know, because so much of a fandom can be um, trying to keep things away from people. Um, mm -hmm. It's really refreshing to, to hear someone be like, I want, I really desperately want to share this with you. Yeah. Yeah. I remember when, and this is you know off the Kaiju topic, but I remember when you know the marvel cinematic universe was kind of starting out and you know i grew up in a time when superhero movies were very far you know in between and they weren't all that great yeah. uh but then when the marvel cinematic universe was starting i was like oh i can't wait for them to do a black panther movie because i've i've loved black panther for a long time black panther was a a character i really liked as a as a kid and in like as a teenager too and so i was like oh i can't wait for them to do a black panther movie and then of course for a long time they wouldn't do a black panther they weren't doing a black panther movie um thank you ike perlmutter yeah. uh, for not letting us have a black panther movie for i a like long time. that there's i like that there's a marvel boogeyman <laughs> There is, and we can blame him for everything, even if it wasn't directly his fault. We can just, he is the guy to blame. It's uh, his fault for being in the top spot. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, 
Yeah, uh, and 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 a lot of the de- terrible decisions were his. Um, but uh, but no, so so when they finally came out with Black Panther the movie, and a lot of my friends were like, "Oh, this is really cool. I like this." I'm like, "Yeah, I've been telling you for years he's an awesome character, and you're now you know they'll come up to me and like, "Hey, have you seen Black Panther?" It's like yeah <laughs> do you know about this thing that i've been telling you about for years yes <laughs> i mean it's it's kind of like sharing you know it, it, I, I love the idea of just sharing the love like i i try to buy pop figures for characters that are uh more obscure like they just they just came out with a dr fate pop figure and oh, i was wow. like i need it i need it yeah i love kent nelson i, I love kent nelson i love dr fate i need it and my girlfriend's never heard of dr fate <laughs> and i'm like well that makes sense because he was in one episode of smallville and you and, and nobody right. remembers that yeah um, uh that's small the smallville dr fate was pretty good though it, they it didn't, is they didn't do it a lot is. of things right in that show but they did dr fate good but you know what he's coming out in black adam and i'm excited yes yes that is exciting i remember it, when that news dropped oh my god when yeah i'm so stoked but anyway well the idea is that like you know, I want to, I, I don't want to keep these things from people. I don't want, I, I don't want people to not know who Dr. Fate is. I think Dr. Fate's a super cool character that more people should, mm-hmm. should know about. The Spectre, Dead Man, all those characters I think are mm-hmm. really cool. And because they don't have movies, a lot of people don't know who they are. Right. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I, I, I'm like that too. Uh, and, and I think that is, it is something that is a problem in fandoms whether it be superheroes whether it be star trek star wars or the the giant monster fandom there is the people who have the mentality of i don't want new people to come in because this is precious to me but i've never been that way i've always been a the type of person who's like yeah i want you to learn about this because then you'll love it as much as i do or maybe not as much as i do but you'll still at least appreciate it on some level sometimes you introduce someone to something and they love it more than you um we have a friend uh, who runs a, a giant monster podcast called Monsters versus Men? Uh, he and his friend, uh, it's Alex and Eric. Uh, Alex was the fan of Giant Monster. He kind of he grew up with Godzilla and stuff. And Eric was a film snob, and and he's a self proclaimed he well he calls himself cinephile, but we all call him a film snob. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and and so he never took Giant Monster stuff seriously. And then he started doing this pod, this podcast with his friend Alex, and now he's more enthusiastic for monster movies than Alex is, and it's just so fun to see that evolution of of uh, just going from someone who thought this this stuff was silly to now being a diehard fan of it. That yeah, I I I don't understand gatekeeping. Yeah, it's just on a fundamental level, I have my own theories of why of why it is. Do you do you have any theories you want to share on what gatekeeping? could stem from um i i kind of i mean uh, what i hear a lot of people explain it as is because you you start to attach your own identity to something like i'm no longer travis i am travis the kaiju fan or the you know spider-man fan or whatever and when you start attaching your own identity to it and other people come in and they have attached their identity to it well then you feel like something's wrong you know it it feels wrong because it's like no you can't be the spider-man fan because i'm the spider-man fan sure 
and it's so that's when the problems start coming in and and then there's also the 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 side of things of not wanting things to change you know mm-hmm. you don't want things to i liked i liked this because of this and if that's not in it then it's no good so you know you start getting that kind of attachment to it you know i like thor because he's the great god of thunder and he's this muscly blonde-haired man and you made him into a woman i don't you know i don't like that that's different and it's like yeah but i kind of liked female thor (laughs) i thought it was done really well (laughs) yeah i i kind of ran into that's a really good idea because you know that last bit you said about the idea of what are you, um, mm. what 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 about the thing made you love it? And mm. if you no longer see that thing, then it can become unrecognizable to you. It's a similar franchise that that's happening to me with. But in my perspective, to me, I don't necessarily care. Like, mm. I mean, I care because it sucks because I, I can't find the same enjoyment that I used to. But at the same time, it's cool because other people can find enjoyment right in the new stuff mm-hmm. and I think yeah that should be celebrated yeah that's it's one of the one of those things that i don't get the people who are so against uh changing things up because sometimes the changes are good and sometimes they're not good but even if they're not good it's not like the original isn't gone and i and, and i do get the fear that you get like you said of like well i can't and i won't be able to enjoy it the way that i've always enjoyed it because now it's different well yeah your enjoyment may have to be you may have to approach it in a different way oh now i can't watch the the new episodes because they have something on it that i don't like anymore but i can still go back and watch the ones that i have always enjoyed right and it is that just i think there is a fundamental fear of change in a lot of people and uh and they don't want to let go of things and especially with the world and not to get too deep on this podcast about let's do it. stuff um let's but do uh, it. but with the world the way it is and the world being so so bleak at times and and the world changes so much so fast that i think people want to hold on to those things that they've always loved is why people in their mid 30s like us uh want to buy the toys we had when we were kids because it's like you want to hold on to those things because as the world changes and 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 anxieties and pressures start adding up you kind of want to go back to that time when oh yeah this was new this was fresh i enjoyed this thing and uh and yeah it's just it just takes a lot for us to embrace change and uh and me uh, as someone there are certain things where i'm like that with but for the most part when it comes to stuff i'm i'm a fan of i'm okay with change because i think that there yeah it's okay to do a different take on things and if it's and if it's not good or i don't think it's good oh well somebody else might enjoy it but i can still go back it's you know the same reason why i loved the ultimate universe when marvel started doing the ultimate universe it's like yeah it may not you may not have enjoyed it as much as the original stuff, but it was just a different take on it. And I kind of liked that they could expand and do something different with the stuff that we were already familiar with. Yeah. I also got into the ultimate universe pretty hardcore. Um, that was a, it's a really good entry point, entry point to Marvel. The ultimate mm-hmm. universe. Yeah. Um, and without it, we wouldn't have, you know, Miles Morales and, and the, the, you know, the great ultimate Spider-Man movie that we have. So, we also yeah. wouldn't have the MCU. Right. 
yeah, we wouldn't have Sam Jackson as uh, as Nick Fury. <laughs> there are many, there are many, there are many plot elements that the that the Marvel movies, the early Marvel movies specifically, took from the uh, Ultimate Universe. Oh yeah, most definitely, um, most definitely. Okay, well, um, do you interact with the fandom that much uh, anymore? I do. Um, I well, I I do just as kind of like a, a side effect of having the podcast because you know we post about things we we uh i'm on twitter to share stuff about the podcast and kind of interact in that way and so yeah i interact with the with uh the fandom in that way um and i also because of having the fan magazine that that me and Michael have put together. Uh, it's been fun to interact with fans on that level too, because we're kind of getting not just, uh, you know, when you're talking to someone on Twitter about Godzilla, you get their opinion on it. But then with my, with the fan magazine that me and Michael have started, we're getting a creative side of it. We get to right. see, get to see that person who had an opinion now express the opinion in a creative way. And I think that's, one of the great things about what we're doing with Kaiju Weekly and Kaiju Ramen. So you've basically just, you've, you've had mostly positive experiences within the fandom. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I would, I would say mostly. Yes. Sure. Mostly positive. Have there been some negatives? Absolutely. Have, has there been Twitter drama uh launched my way yes there has uh and and i don't i don't know because uh, i know you follow me on twitter and, and we follow each other on twitter so i don't know if you uh remember but like earlier this year i was in a place where i was like you know what if people are going to be so aggressive towards me i don't want to be a part of this anymore and i was actually considering packing everything in and and kind of just shutting it all down uh, because there was a lot of aggressiveness uh, coming at me in particular and the podcast. And, and we still haven't fully recovered from it. Um, mm -hmm. Our ratings are pretty low on uh, iTunes. And, and a big part of that was because people who got really offended or really upset decided to go and review bomb us. And well, so I, I yeah. didn't know about any of this. What happened? Uh there was it's i will just say there was a couple of people who were unhappy with me and i didn't necessarily help matters with some of the stuff that i said publicly on twitter and it kind of spiraled into and and there's a there is a couple of people who are just absolutely aggressive towards us just for the fact of us existing kaiju mm -hmm. weekly i mean um, and, uh, and so it's one of those things that if you look at the review, the actual written reviews of our podcast, they're all positive. They're all five stars. They're all, you know, extremely positive, but yet then we've just got a ton of one star reviews with no explanation for it. And, it, and a lot of it came from, yeah, there, there was a couple of people who decided to take us down a, a peg and attacked our podcast in that way. And, uh, and, and, you know, and I've always been the kind of person of like, I don't really care uh, about reviews and kind of analytics for podcasts because I'm having fun doing it as long as I'm having fun doing it. But it was just the aggressiveness of it just finally got to me uh, earlier this year. And I was like, you know what, if, if people are going to be like that, I don't know if I want to be a part of it anymore. And I was, you know, 
and I considered seriously packing it all in and just kind of giving up the podcast, giving up the magazine, giving up all that stuff and just saying, you know what? I don't want to be a part of it anymore. Um, See, that's the kind of shit that makes me mad. Yeah. Yeah. That side of fandom is, is it, it's hard to reckon with. Yeah. You know, and, you can't, uh, just go ahead. Oh, no, no, I, I just, and with the help of some friends and everything and just taking a break away from the podcast for a couple of weeks, I did finally just realize like, no, you know, this is a small group of people. Like I said, it's just a couple of people. The majority mm-hmm. of people who we interact with are really nice, really kind. There's a lot of people who uh, interact with us on the podcast and with the podcast on social media who just are great people who just are constantly, cause we ask trivia questions and we do think, you know, segments like that on our podcast. And so we're always reading out, you know, responses that people give us and everything like that. So, uh, so we're, uh, our, our podcast is built around the interaction we get from people. And so when I realized that the, the the majority of it was positive and there's just a few, there's always going to be a few negative people who are not going to be happy with you no matter what you do. Then it just kind of like, I just, I decided to let it go and continue on and push through. And like I said, with Michael's help and a few other friends, we pushed through and, and we're doing really good now. Oh, good. Well, I'm glad to, I'm glad to hear you bounce back from that. It's hard to reconcile with the fact that like, these people the toxic side of fandom like the same thing that we do just Mm -hmm. they're they're mean about it and i don't get where the mean thing comes from yeah i i it's one of those ones i never i i never understand either because it's like uh, you know if you're a fan of this thing then why are you basically doing things that that even like like when you're talking about superheroes a superhero wouldn't act like this right you know spider-man wouldn't act like this captain america wouldn't act like this so why are you acting like this in defense quote-unquote defense of this you know superhero who is a fake character anyway why do they need to be defended <laughs> seriously but uh yeah so yeah it is it is just a it's a side uh, of fandom that i I know exists and I know exists in all fandoms and I see it more in some and I just wasn't expecting it as much in the giant monster fandom, I guess, because I just was so new to interacting with people in the giant monster fandom that I wasn't expecting that from them. I expect it from the Star Wars fandom. I expect it from, you know, (laughs) other other ones, but I I just don't I didn't expect it to come from the kaiju fandom. I was yeah. I was also it was only until like two years ago maybe that I I started like like looking into the kaiju fandom because I was pretty burnt out by the other fandoms I was a part of Mm -hmm. and honestly like no no shade to the Star Wars fandom which is which has a a very bad toxic element the kaiju fandom is has a really bad toxic element one of the worst I think yeah and it's I really think that it is just a small vocal group. It also depends on on where you interact with it, because like interacting on Twitter, you're always going to see the darker side of of a fandom on Twitter. That's true. Uh, true. uh, Whereas the majority, like you go to a con or something like that, the majority of those people are not the ones that are on Twitter 
making a fuss it, it's just these few vocal people uh yeah the kaiju fandom suddenly became very toxic for a while i i still don't think they're as bad as some other ones like i i don't think they're as bad as star wars like like you don't see the kaiju fandom going after the actors and directors of the of these <laughs> movies because that's they didn't fair. like it that's that's <laughs> fair um i i think more more because of most of those people in are from other countries yeah yeah but i do see it with other things like like i said i i like common writer and i have seen the toxic side of that and it has branched out into attacking people who are involved in the making of that stuff and it's like why why are you doing this and but I, you don't see it as much of that it's more of it's more fans against fans not fans who are angry at a creator right that's a good point well that's really all i got for you my friend yeah <laughs> well this was a lot of fun I'm glad. I'm glad. I really. Uh, I'm glad we got to do this. Um, I really like talking talking to you, and and of course your co-host, Kaiju Weekly. Um, at the end of the show, I like to give the space to you so that you plug whatever you want. Um, well, of course, Kaiju Weekly, the the podcast. It's a weekly podcast that introduces the wide world of giant monster movies to uh, people of all shapes and sizes, whether they uh, know the franchises inside and out whether they're new to the genre anything all are welcome we don't take ourselves too seriously so everybody is welcome if you don't you know if you can sit back and just enjoy two idiots talking about giant monster <laughs> stuff um i also uh like i said i've had a spinoff podcast called kenshin men where we talk about japanese superheroes can you spell that it's h-e-n-s-h-i-n so henshin and then men m-e-n uh and i'll be sure i link it yeah yeah and uh we're just we're just getting started on that we're only on episode four or five somewhere around there um but yeah right now we're going through all of the classic common writer from 1971 each episode week to week we're we're going through uh but we will branch out to other stuff in that genre in that like japanese superhero genre Okay. Uh, the only the other thing that I really want to plug is uh, Kaiju Ramen Magazine. Uh, it's the fan magazine that's all about giant monsters, and it's more focused on the fan side of things than just the movies. Like we do have articles about the movies and stuff, but it's more of giving these uh, these fans who have just this really really creative side to themselves and getting to express their love for these movies in a creative way giving them an outlet for that uh is one of the things i love about the magazine so you know we've got articles um like we just issue two was all about godzilla versus kong so we had an article about um skull island we had an article about mecha godzilla um, but we also have had like um, we have a, a section each issue that is artist alley where we pick an artist of some kind, whether they be a physical medium, digital medium, some kind of medium and highlight their artwork and and uh, give links to where people can find more of their artwork and stuff like that. Um, and we also have community pieces where we talk about the fandom and why people love 
the movies, what they love about it, things like that. So yeah, it's just, it's really just a celebration of not just giant monster movies, but the fans who love them and express their love for them. Uh, and so you can find that on kaijuramanmagazine.com. And there's a third issue coming, right? Yes. The third issue was supposed to already be out. Um, we're running behind. <laughs> okay. Be- it's just it's a two-man really, group. Yeah, yeah. It's really just me and Michael doing all the work for it, putting it together. And we have people who write the articles and contribute to it. And, and it's fantastic, the stuff that they do. But as far as putting the magazine together, it's me and Michael. And uh, yeah, so so life got in the way, this, this issue. And so we're running behind. But it will come out soon. And this issue is, uh, issue three is all about the not godzilla and king kong stuff <laughs> so we uh issue two was all godzilla and kong focused because of godzilla versus kong we decided to go the complete opposite route with issue three and do everything that is not godzilla and kong related so we have gamera we have uh the mighty peking man we have all kinds of stuff that's just it's a lot of fun and and it's it i'm really looking forward to people reading it Gamera, that sounds cool. Who wrote the Gamera one? Uh, just some guy that I know. Oh. Nobody <laughs> important. <laughs> um, I'm really excited to read it. You had the. Uh, I'm really excited for issue three, not because I'm in it, but because I, I really like your magazine. I, great job on it. The first two issues are wonderful, um, and I love the cover for issue three, which has Godzuki. Yes, yes. Uh, That's one thing that, uh, because our podcast, we rate our movies out of five Godzukis instead of uh, five stars or something. It's kind of our way of just kind of embracing the sillier side of things. And so we were like, yeah, we got to put Godzuki on the cover of our magazine at some point. (laughs) (laughs) What better time? Yeah. All right, man. All right, man. This was great. Thank you so much for coming on. And thank you, Travis, once again, for being on this podcast. I really enjoy talking to you. I always enjoy talking to you and the and, and Michael. Um, Michael is next week, actually. So I got a twofer for you. I got the, the two, well, not next week, the week after. I got two uh, Kaiju Weekly Conversation for you guys, locked and loaded, both really excellent episodes. So stay tuned for that. Um, you can find all of Michael's podcasts linked below. You can find Kaiju Ramen linked below. The latest issue is out, issue three. We talk about it in this episode. Um, I have a physical copy of it, and you can buy a physical copy. I've linked that below as well. I Hey, shameless plug, I have an article in there. Really excited about that. I'm really grateful that they let me do that. Make sure to follow these guys. Make sure to subscribe to them. Throw them a like and a review. Um, they, they, they deserve it. they got a really great show they're running. Okay, let's get into the brass tacks of it all. I recently started a new job. I'm regretting this job. It has only been two weeks and has taken a lot out of me. And uh, I'm not sure if I should continue with it, but <clears throat> I'm in a place where I need the money. Excuse me, I'm choking up a bit. <clears throat> I'm in a place where I need the money. And that is not a place I desire. I wish I could do this full time, but I can't. The Fickner Family Podcasts are not going anywhere. The Fickner Podcast always takes the priority. Um... You know, we record that on a day where I can't afford to do that every week, and I'm very happy that I do that. But scheduling times to record for people on this show, finding people, you know, I just ran out of episodes is is really what it comes down to. And I didn't schedule 
uh, new people with enough time to get new episodes recorded. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to end the episode next week, uh, the next episode with Michael from the Kaiju Weekly. I'm sorry, Michael, I forget your last name. I have it written down somewhere. I'll make sure to put it in when I uh, put your episode. But this will be the end of season one. And I'm not happy about it. I got to be honest, guys. I'm not happy about it. I, I wish I didn't have to do this. I love doing the show. I love talking to you guys. I love talking to podcasters. I love talking about fandom. I've, I've talked. I've had some really great people on the show. You know, I've had some people I never dreamed of talking to. Scott Kalora, Helen O'Hara, um, Ken Knapsack. I talk to Ken Knapsack all the time, but, <laughs> you know, he's a cool guy. I love talking to him. Um, Andy Palestides, Christian Renteria just a couple weeks ago. Um, I've had good episodes. I've had good times, and I'm sad that I couldn't get you guys more episodes recorded. But I'm not going to stop doing this show. I'm not going to let this show go the way of it. Of others that we have done on this network that have gone away. You know, it always crushes me when they do. But I'm not going to let this happen to the show. I'm going to record while I'm off the air when there is no more episodes of Conversation. Just know I'm recording new episodes. And what's more... By the next episode, I will have a Twitter account for Conversation up and ready, so you can follow it and you can find um, updates for what's going to happen. Um, so you know that I'm constantly working on getting the show back for a season two. Twenty-two episodes. A twenty-two episode season is pretty good. That's that's a normal season on television, and it, you know it is just where I'm at right now in my life, with my job, with my work. Um, and you know what? If you want to help with that, hey, we have a Patreon. We have a Public. You can support us. Those are links below. Um, you can financially support us as well as it's not an obligation, guys. I'm being a little real here. I'm sorry. I'm talking to you guys like you're my friends, but I love doing the show. I'm not going to stop doing any of the shows on the Fickner Podcast family of podcasts. And I'm not going to stop doing the show. So um, there will be more. Next week, there is one more. With Michael from the Kaiju Weekly Podcast. Let me pull up his last name. Michael Hamilton from the Kaiju Weekly Podcast. I got there eventually, buddy. Um, that's a that's a killer episode to go out on, I'll be honest. Um, so that'll be so this is the penultimate episode of season one. Um, but that is not the end of me and my family podcast. We've got a ton of shows. We've got a ton of uh, shows, uh, video and audio. Here's the Fickner Book Club. Speaking of shows that aren't on the air right now, oops, shouldn't have started at that one. Basement Arcade, new Basement Arcade episodes are coming, guys. I'm very excited about some of these. Basement Arcade Pause Menu, Ben Magnet is killing it on Basement Arcade Pause Menu. Let me just reiterate that. He is killing it on Basement Arcade Pause Menu. If you like video games, check out that show. You're doing yourself a favor. There's um, uh, uh, Animation Station. There's a new episode of Animation Station out right now uh, where, where my friend uh, Sparks Witty. And I talk about Adventure Time, Distant Lands, Obsidian. Um, so stay tuned for that. Uh, that's out now. Don't stay tuned. Go go check it out. There's um, Fickner's Watch. There's new Fickner's Watches every week. I'm doing one with Star Trek Lower Decks uh, with with uh, Michael Carls from the Downright Nerdy Podcast and uh, Cookie from Just a Little Podcast. Uh, we had a long episode where we talked about Star Trek Day. That was a lot of fun. It was good. That's a great time. I'm really enjoying doing that. And, of course, there's What If. Hey, we're doing Marvel's Disney Plus what if 
you know, that's all right. That's an okay show, but it's a fun time talking about it with my friends. Um, so that all that is there. And of course there's the Fickner podcast where, um, I don't know if you're listening to this when it comes out, uh, then on Sunday nights we record every Sunday night. We do a live recording on YouTube, um, where we are going to talk about this week, Malignant. We just decided we're going to talk about Malignant, the new James Wan film, and we're going to be talking about uh, all the news. And I've got a book club in that episode. Uh, it's my turn this time. I had to pick Doom Patrol because I've been watching Doom Patrol. It's a great show. You should watch it. Um, and, the, and the week after that, I don't know. I don't think there's anything in the week after that yet. Uh, but yeah, yeah, stay tuned, guys. There's There's more stuff along this network and you can find all those links below on our website if you want again financial support us we got a patreon we got a t public um love those things really good i got a new thing coming from t t public that i'm really excited about um there's our social medias you can find us all on the fickner podcast on social medias um my our youtube channel is linked below our website is linked below um where i have a blog um, I also write for Atomic Geekdom now, which is really cool. I've got a new article coming soon, hopefully before the new James Bond movie comes out. It's relevant. Um, that's that. So next week, uh, I'm not going to plug it right now because it's not a lo- it's not active right now. But next week there will be a conversation Twitter account. Um, Sparks has been telling me that I should get one, and he's right. I should, and I'm going to update that as we get moving on production for season two. But one more episode left for season one. Uh, Michael Hamilton for the Kaiju Weekly Podcast. Great episode. Really excited for you to hear it. So, until next time, stay true to the fan in you.